The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Friends in Recovery Podcast, the podcast that is here to help you, a loved one, or a friend get started down the road to recovery. This is the Friends in Recovery Podcast, brought to you by the Genesis House. Genesis House, providing a safe, nurturing environment to heal from addiction since 1992. Please be a friend and share our message with a friend on Podbean, iTunes, iHeartRadio, or YouTube. And now, here are your Friends in Recovery. Hey everybody, welcome to Friends in Recovery Podcast, and we're podcasting live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe up here in beautiful Salem, New Hampshire. Yes, it is. I am Mike Miles, the podfather. I'm Jersey Ed. Jersey Ed. Jersey's <laughs> not the podfather. We have a special guest today. We got Tom Burrell with us. That's right. But we can't forget. Oh, before we start, we have to. The show would not be available. Would not be available without. Well, it'd be available. Oh. It just wouldn't be as good. <laughs> it wouldn't be exactly. as good without producer extraordinaire Ed Sullivan. That's right. Listen, I've That's missed right. you guys. Is that all he says? With the car. Well, welcome to our shoe. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our shoe. To our shoe. <laughs> yeah, we, we brought Ed Sullivan back from the grave. <laughs> That's to, right. To, He's looking good. He yeah, does. I feel yeah. pretty good. Yeah. 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 That's what they said. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's ever seen Ed though. No, no, no. We should no. turn the camera on him. Ed's got a face for radio. Yes, I he do. Does. Yes, that's it. <laughs> And a body for radio. (laughs) (laughs) But he does a great job. So, uh, Ed, what's going on? Anything new? That's your opinion. We got got a few things over there. Oh, yeah, we do. (laughs) It's been a while since I seen Ed, so I was off last week. Like looking at him. Where did you say I was in the, uh, what was I doing? Playing polo. Yeah, we're doing, yeah. No, no, no. I said you were grooming polo ponies. Yeah, grooming polo ponies. (laughs) I wouldn't even know where to find a polo pony. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) And I took a much needed break last week, and thank you. Uh, Fulfilling in? Yeah. It was a great show with Bob Cox. It was a great show. Bob Cox is doing a lot. Yeah, Bob's doing great. Yeah. He's he's really hitting the ground running. The Bridge Club. The Bridge Club in Massachusetts. Watch that episode, everybody. 33 East Merrimack Street. Yeah, yeah. All right. We want to thank Genesis House for setting up this beautiful studio um, so we can spread the message of hope every week. Um, If you enjoy Friends in Recovery podcast, join us for our Friends in Recovery community-supported events. We hold monthly gatherings in Florida and New Jersey. Massachusetts coming soon with Bob Cox, I believe, right? Correct. Yep. Um, Check out our Facebook page for updates, um, and that would be Friends in Recovery. um, That's our our Facebook page. Uh, Follow our Facebook page and subscribe on YouTube and all your podcast catchers. I mean, as, and as always, we're looking for um, new recovery stories um, and pr- professionals who are willing to take a fresh approach to addiction, treatment, and recovery. Reach out for, to our Facebook page for more information. Um, the website, uh, the, the, the Facebook page is uh, Friends in Recovery. Um, and you can also email us at um, help at friendsinrecovery podcast.com correct and that will get to us directly make sure anything that you go on any of our social media make sure you subscribe like um whatever it is because more and more people we get to tune into this and share this also share it out there make sure that um you get you get this out to somebody else that's that's listening or might be suffering um you know this is a good addiction podcast um one thing i was doing like i was scrolling through um, some podcasts and um you know, I've been watching a lot of podcasts since we've been doing this. Right. And there, 
there's not a show exactly like ours out there. There's nope. shows on addiction. There's shows on family addiction. There's how tos, but this is kind of the nitty gritty. We bring in like Tom, who's gonna we're gonna kind of have as a guest um, here, but bring people into the the studio and kind of give them the story, the how to, the you know this is how it's done. That's correct. Um, you know, there's a lot, the Joe Rogan. He's not that he's in recovery, but there, you know, a lot of those Joe Rogan podcasts out yep. there, they you know they're kind of tongue in cheek and they kind of fly off the handle but right, right. Um, this is one of the first podcasts Absolutely. that I've ever seen like this. So. Well it's about helping people and that's what we, when we first started this you know we were told by uh, producer extraordinaire and Dave uh, Garatha who owns owns the Studio 21 um, Dave has had many podcasts I've been doing it for years I didn't even know what a podcast was to be yeah. honest with you yeah. <laughs> and um, you know we, we decided we wanted to help people and when we did our first podcast I think everybody was kind of pleased and surprised pleasantly surprised that we were about helping people and it's not yeah. about us so much as it is about what we offer for services yeah and we have our guest today tom burrell and tom um does interventions i think that's part of what you do correct yeah, yeah and, absolutely and uh you know i did my first intervention on my own uh, a few weeks ago um i've been involved in interventions before how'd uh, that go it didn't go well. It didn't go well. <laughs> and I, I usually don't panic, you know, and right. I, not that I did, but I was a little, um, you know, I was a little disappointed because I had high expectations and, and I really, this gentleman definitely needs to be in treatment, but it just didn't go well. Sure. And I felt like a failure, you know, and, and it's, um, I really, I had a, I had to give myself about 12 hours to realize that this isn't my forte, right. you know? I do help people get in treatment that want to get in treatment, and right. that's easy peasy. I call Ed and we get it done. <laughs> right. But trying right. to talk someone into it yeah. that direly need, needs it, yeah. um, you know, and, and really is, is I'd say, on his last leg, uh, it was just very disappointing. So yeah. I'm looking forward to, I know we spoke last night, sure. and uh, you're, you're definitely an interesting guy, and, and, <laughs> and obviously you, um, it's what you do. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Without any further ado, talk a little bit about yourself. Take Appreciate it away. It. We're going to go sit in the audience. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell how. Fair enough. That's how it rolls. Okay. It works, yeah, it right. works better for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, fantastic. But I know Ed needs some help over there at the board, so I'll go over and give him a hand. Thanks. <laughs> the satellite stays. Yeah, oh, yeah. the satellite. I forget the satellite. I know I, I, will, I will go out and prime the satellite right. for you. Thank you. But via satellite. Go ahead. Well, no. Sorry, uh, that's okay. First off, I want to say thank you. Thank you for uh, you guys having me on. Um, I've known Ed Giancio here for about 12 years now. Yeah. And uh, so we go we go back a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, but, but Mike, it was great getting to meet you and know you Same uh, here. last night and everything. Um, but yeah, I, I'm the co-founder of a company called Intervention 180. And uh, we're based out of Boise, Idaho. Right. Um, having said that, we deliver our services nationally. We go to our families that are in crisis. And we intervene on everything uh, from... Substance use disorders from addiction, chemical addiction, through process addictions that could be anything from gambling, shopping, uh, pornography, sex, um, to uh, the mental health spectrum. Anything from a, a mood disorder or personality disorder, um, schizophrenia, schizoaffective, bipolar, borderline personality, you know. Cool. And so um, I, I think the, the big thing uh, for us, a lot of times, you know, people ask and they say, you know, are you on the show intervention? No, we're not on the show intervention. Right? <laughs> I have a number of colleagues and, and great friends that are that are on there. Sure, um, and tremendous amount of respect. And I love um, the fact that um, intervention that that show has uh, raised the awareness. Sure, um, and and brought it into the more modern day 
culture, if you will, yeah, that we don't have to uh, wait for an addict to hit bottom. Correct. I think I think for a long time, um, I'll never forget uh, having a friend that that had overdosed in in high school and um, family members saying, you know, or the, the you know those of us saying, hey, why didn't we do something? Mm-hmm. You know. Why don't we do something? And his mom, her response was, um, we heard he had to hit bottom. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that, to me, I remember, because it could have easily been me. could have sure. easily sure. been Absolutely. a number of us other friends. Yeah. Um, and so that stigma, though, or that um, mentality is still out there. It's not as prevalent as it was, mm-hmm. but it used to be such a huge culture. It right. was, you know, you can't help them until they hit bottom. I don't know where it got into that um, that thought, but but no, we use intervention as a way of raising the bottom. Yes. And I think yes. that's, right. that's right. The, the biggest thing, um, you know, because, uh, you know, we look at the numbers, I think it was 68,000 actually last year that, wow. o- that overdosed and, and died. And, <laughs> and so if we're, we're looking at, and that's in a year, okay? Um, to give it perspective, 9-11, we lost, you know, tragic um, day for all of us in this country. Sure. We lost about 4,000. Yeah. That's right. Okay, four thousand people. Yeah, and 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 we look at all the things that we've done in response to that, and how it's changed and impacted with Absolutely. from anything from TSA to yeah. Homeland oh, Security yeah. Yeah. to all these things. Yeah. And yet, last year sixty eight thousand, right. and then and the and the year before that was seventy two thousand. Wow. So wow. I mean, the numbers. And, and the other thing too is about nine so eleven was almost twenty years ago. Also, right, right, you know? right. And so, so. Um, we're looking at this and, and going, "Gosh, we we really have to address this." And and it's it's just been slow, you know, slow learning curve of of, of people that are finally realizing that we need to have drastic response. Yeah. But the biggest thing is that I want you know families to know that um, you know we don't wait for an addict to hit bottom. But I do know one thing is that families intervene. When right. they've reached their emotional bottom, mm-hmm. when they've realized that they say, "Hey, we can't continue to do this," right. yeah, we're on an emotional roller coaster, you know, and um, and and one thing I, w- I would say uh, to you, Mike, is um, you know, interventions a process. A lot of times, because of that show, we think of it as a one day event, right? Yes. And then and then and the, that if that individual didn't um, go into treatment right. the day of intervention, then it failed. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, I mean, we have a way where we come in. And prep the families, and then you know there's about five percent, maybe five seven um, percent that don't go day of intervention. Right. And then what we do is we educate those families as to what do you do now, mm-hmm. and and in in helping them start to engage in their own recovery and in in starting to focus on their own mental health first. You know, I travel a lot um, for this uh, you know this great country. In fact, um, my, my mom she. Uh, she saw that movie uh, up in the air, I think, with George Clooney, right. and okay. she was like, "Honey, that's you. you know, like, like, like you're always, <laughs> always on a plane. On a plane right? you're always on a plane, and, it, and it's true. It's true. But but one of the things about um, you know flying is I always get to hear that um, that safety speech. You know, yeah, like, right. that should yeah. uh, the air pressure drop, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, please administer the airbags will drop, and please administer Take care of yourself yourself first, first yeah. if you're tra- yeah traveling with a child. And, a good point. and I really um, that's the focus when I come in and start to work with a family is hey I need you to put the oxygen on first for you so yeah. you've got to start yeah. um, making a focus on self-care for you oh, first yeah. that's a good point so that you can then be capable yeah. and able to show up right. for your loved one but so often in a family system that is being dominated by an addict or an alcoholic or someone with severe mental health is that the whole family system has has begun to start 
circling around the addict. Or, Gravitate, or, or, or right. the, Yeah, or their identified patient. And they've shifted the whole way in Correct. which they are living. Yeah. They're walking on eggshells. Oh, they're avoiding so certain conversations for fear of what they're going to do. Yep. Yep. Um, they're not being congruent. They're saying, you know, how are you doing? I'm doing, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, you know, so often I, I will check in with families and, and um, before I work with them, usually when I ask, you know, ask, how are you doing? It's almost always in reference to their loved one. They Correct. say, oh, well, always. Well, 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 Jimmy, he's, he's had a rough day this day, yeah. you know, today, so I'm not doing well. It's yeah, always, yeah, yeah. Right. Or, well, or, or their emotions are running on somebody right. else. Or Jimmy's, right. you know, like, right. yeah, or he, he got up today and he yeah. ch checked the mail <laughs> yeah. and he yeah. checked the mail and he came out of his room. Right. Right. Or he yeah. called right. and, and asked if somebody was hiring. I hear all that, right. I hear that right. all right. the time. Right. Or he right. went to a job interview. <laughs> well, well, Jimmy's 37 years old. Yeah. And he's, and he's video <laughs> gaming, you know, yeah. he's gaming, right. you know, and, and we intervene on that as well. Right. That's game, right. Yeah. Video game addiction is just as, sure. as prevalent oh, right imagine. now. It's I on the rise yep. and we're seeing it more and more. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's it's really uh, it really is a process that Certainly. we're helping to lead families right. through it and um, helping them to get out of the role because um, there's a dance, right? There's a dance that occurs. Um, you know, a lot of times when families are avoiding those conversations and they're not being congruent, they're they're they're, they're hostages to the relationship, Absolutely. right? They're they're, they're kind of hijacked. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And so um, when they're behaving like that, you know that dance has been so ingrained that, um, you know, I, I explained to them once we get their loved one into treatment, they need to still address the dance because now if they don't, right. their fear is that their loved one's going to relapse yeah. now. So yeah. like once they get out and when they come back home from yeah, treatment, that's right. they're like, Oh, we can't put too much pressure on them or right. you're going to cause them to relapse. It's still the fear it's, is that they're going to use or that yeah, they're going to be yeah, reactivated yeah. and back into that Absolutely. same cycle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it really is about, you know, intervention is about intervening on that family system as a whole. Right. I understand that they were motivated to call me because of their loved one. You know, it's, it's always the, we need you to help them take right. care of them. Yeah, right. And if we get them well, fixed, even if you get down to it, they, they were motivated by the crisis, right. not even by the love, but by the crisis that right. was going on. Right. Yep. Obviously it was the loved yeah. one, but the crisis, yeah. they're not going to call you when Johnny boy is doing okay. Exactly. He's not using yeah. just no. not as much yeah. or, to, you know, it's when the crisis hits, that's when the intervention. 100%. It's all, yeah. you know, I, I say it all the time and it was, it was true in my own life, right? It was pain being that great motivator. Right. And so usually a hallmark of that is that, you know, that crucible, moment where um, the loved one is being incarcerated or you know there's a DUI or something you know something that's traumatic that's like right. what has precipitated what, what has happened mm -hmm. that has brought the conversation to the forefront and usually yeah. once you get them starting right. in telling their story they begin to start unpacking it and realizing right. it's been going on a lot longer yeah. than and, they and ever thought just, it would. Even just letting them talk too. Mm -hmm. Even when I find when I have a loved one call me on the phone for some help for their loved one, right? You just let them talk a little bit. You know, right. you let them talk. You let oh, them they talk. get it. Oh yeah, they right. talk, but they need that because right. yeah. they don't know which way to right. go and they don't know which how to do it. So, right. but hey, friends of Recovery Podcast, uh, podcasting live from Studio Twenty One in beautiful Salem, New Hampshire. We'll be back in five minutes. Genesis House is a premier substance abuse and rehabilitation facility located in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. We have been providing the highest quality of addiction treatment since 1992 and are accredited by the Joint Commission. 
we offer a range of programs that include detox, residential treatment, dual diagnosis, a Christian track for people who want to incorporate their faith into treatment, a uniform services track, and we work with most major insurance carriers. Genesis House is led by a dedicated team of administrative and clinical professionals, and we stand on our commitment to excellence in recovery services. Contact us today to find out more about our program. Take the first step and call Genesis House at 800-737-0933 or visit us on the web at www.genesishouse.net. That's 800-737-0933 or www.genesishouse.net. Begin your journey to a long and successful recovery with Genesis House. Hey everybody, welcome back. Friends and Recovery Podcast and podcasting.com. <laughs> Podcasting live from Studio 21. Um, I am the Podfather here with Jersey Ed and Tom Burrell. Oh, hello. And Tom was talking prior to the um, break, we were talking about interventions. And, well, I'd uh, like to say one thing. I'd like to do an intervention on our, our, um, our producer, Ed. Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. Because he's getting kind of ornery in his old age. Oh, yeah. You're pretty old, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a hundred or more. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think we can get that going yeah, after the sure show? We'll I, we can you flip that camera on we'll, and we can do the whole intervention hey, on here's, you. We'll here's the problem you face. You reach a certain age where you say anything the you're thinking. The filter's done. <laughs> yeah, there's no filter. It just, right. it just flies out. I think right. that coincides with there's an age in which um, folks don't even look in the rearview mirror to see right. when, no, they're, no when they're backing, backing up. They Why just bother? back up. They just Why bother? back up. I don't same, even have one age. of those. Oh, he, ripped, he requested to be out when he bought the car. <laughs> I started doing that in my 50s. It's, I'm, a, I'm an expert at it's it. It's like oh those old God. movies you see where there's no rear view mirror. Right, right, right. <laughs> right, right, you know, we were talking about intervention and some of the um, platitudes and, and, and different types of um, you know, uh, methods you use. And the, the intervention I went on was a, a guy I know pretty well and, and his wife, and they have a 40 something year old son mm-hmm. going through a divorce. His wife doesn't want him living there. So they have him. Right. And <laughs> they're, they're just the classic enablers. They're, they're right. buying him 10 nips a day just mm-hmm. to keep him happy yeah. and making his dinner. And they, they walk, like you said, they're walking on eggshells. Yep. He's here. Oh, no, he's here. And as soon as he walked in, he saw me sitting at the table and his exact words were, oh, what the fuck is going on? Uh, you know, man. right away. He's yeah, just, yeah. He and you know, what they don't know is I, I had seen this. He had come to me for help a couple of years ago and okay. they didn't know that. And I couldn't right. tell them that. Sure. Then, sure. But we got reconnected. But just the enabler, you know, and it was like mm-hmm. the classic, just these parents, wonderful people. Right. And I'm more worried about their mental health. Oh, because yeah. Right. I'm afraid they're, they're, they're not young people. They're in their 70s. Right. And, you know, uh, it's just this this boy had no intention, no yep. desire, just a combative, yeah. argumentative, just right from the get-go. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't going to be a good thing, and I thought of calling Ed, but uh, yeah. it's so good, like, Tom, to meet you and, and then to meet Mike, you know, see Mike again last night. Because yeah. what you do, what you said about it being a dance is it's so much like, mm, you know, right. uh, you really have to have the uh, intuitiveness to to, mm-hmm. to to go forward. And then also to have the temperament, because I don't have the temperament. Right, right. You know, I was a cop 35 years. I, yeah. I get challenged, and I sometimes I have to keep myself, you know, yeah, seated. Yeah. Because sure. But, Mike, I, one, I get, one thing yeah. you did do is you planted the seed, and we spoke about this yeah, yesterday. Right, the seed right. is planted, right. and that kid's using. And that's what I told them. Yeah, yeah. That kid's using is never going to be the same right. because of you, and that's right. a good thing. You know, yeah. he's yeah. he's going to – that's going to be in the back of his mind. He he may not come to treatment a year, maybe two, whatever it is, but every time he picks something up or every time he fucks something up, yeah. it's 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 going to be, God, man, maybe that guy was right. right. You know, So it'll chip away at him eventually – or depending on what he's 
using it, something might kill him before that, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Like, right. like I was saying um, in, in a meeting we were at today, mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't have the the essence of time on our side anymore when, when right. in this addiction because it is the opiates. Sure. The opiates are taking people, we were just talking, 68,000 right. people this mm -hmm. year, mm -hmm. right? Was that this year? Yeah, it was last year. Last yeah, year, 68,000 people. Yeah, well, um, we're on pace for that this year. Yeah, we're on pace for that. And it's not like... With cocaine and alcohol, where it's killed, it was killing us slowly. We, we right. all were in that sure, alcohol right. thing. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, it was killing us slowly. Yep. Um, you know, you, so you have alcoholics that live into their eighties. They're all fucked up and they have a lot right. of major problems. Right. But this stuff is killing these right. young kids right. immediately, right. Right. and we we really don't have time to really sit around yeah. and yeah. wait for that guy to right. kind of yeah. come around. You know. Well, and the discouraging thing is that when families, um, when they, oftentimes, what I've been seeing, my experience has been that. Um, their loved one goes to treatment and maybe they and they relapse right. and then all of a sudden there becomes somehow this narrative that surfaces that treatment doesn't work right and uh, right. it didn't or, or the place he went you know, to or, that yeah, place, place is no good yeah right. that place that is, place no, is good, no good or, or he right. didn't or you know right. and and treatment doesn't work i got um, that yeah. and and that um and that's just un untrue and and listen the shoebox with, with kinda, two alcoholics will work if, right. if you want it to work <laughs> right. seriously well and and kind of to to go off of what you were saying there ed is is like one thing I do know is we can't unlearn what we've we've learned, you know. So going into treatment, it is it does matter. It does pay off. Uh, now we're sitting there and we're using and and we're loaded with a bunch of knowledge that we can't right. really fully walk away yeah. from. Um, so my emphasis is always in. Um, you know, connecting with the family to make sure that we get them guided on their own road of recovery, right. mm -hmm. moving them out of the role of being the sobriety police. Yeah. Right. Because I think that's also the temptation uh -huh. is that, um, you know, it's, the, let me give them 10 nips, you know, right. like, ten let me be the one right. to, 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 to kind of control, control right. it. Right. right. Exactly. And that just reinforces that crazy making system. Sure. You know? Well, he, he, they're giving him 10 nips, but they, he has the case of beer hidden somewhere right. downstairs. The, the laundry yeah. room or whatever. Yeah, exactly. There's a flask. Right. Mom and, you know, and dad go out. Yeah. He's running in the out dirty the clothes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And I had a, I had a client um, once, and um, his father was a great guy. He was a police officer, and um, the, the the father was a police officer, and the son was was a heavy heavy um, um, opiate user, and the father was actually giving him a hundred dollars a day to get three thirties a day just to keep him mm -hmm. somewhat stable, right, and the father ends up actually going to some of these seedy places yeah. to, to buy the drugs yeah, yeah. because he couldn't get a prescription anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, look what you're doing. Yeah. You know, you're jeopardizing not just your right. son and, and your wife, but your other children yeah. right? in your own career. Right? Yeah, you know, right. you, you got to step away. And, yeah. you know, I don't know where that family is now. I don't I mean, I know where they are. I don't know where they're at. I don't, I haven't spoken to them, right. but it just made me realize how powerful this disease can uh, be that you, 100%. And, and, and you know, the closer it is to you, um, the closer it is to you, if it's someone you love and care about, right. and you're enabling them, yeah. you know, it's you, you'll just about do anything, right. you know. 100%. And, and, and that's that's what people have to learn is they do have to step away. And right. Tough love is tough love. Right. And what I love is the the what if, I, if we if we put him out in the street? What if he dies? Well, you know what? Mm. He's dying anyway. Yeah, yeah. And he's dying like this. Right. And believe me, yeah. he, he's got a better chance you being know, out in the Mike, street. Mike, I have an answer for that, and and we got that from one of our, our previous shows. Remember the woman who yeah, said she do. said. Uh, Addicts, you know, her answer to that was, and and I don't correct me if I'm wrong. If you believe this, sure. or not, I I I understand it 100. She said that um, that put the addict out and let them go live, mm -hmm. you know, on the street, blah blah sure. blah. Well, what if they? What if you know they're going to die out in the street? Addicts are very resourceful. Right. They know how to couch surf. They right. know where to go yeah, live. Yeah. They know where yeah. you know right. you know by you keeping them in the house. 
it's just going to increase. They're using, right. increase what they're doing, and and you know, once they're out there, they're going to have to worry about survival mode, yeah. and then drug mode yeah. or, or alcohol mode. Yeah. So she did have a point. You know, they're going to survive out there. They're not going to die. Right. Yeah. So right. Here, well, I mean, you know, we don't know that. Yeah. But. No. Well, here's here's what I've I, I've kind of learned and, and seen over the years. And again, I've been doing this for about 16 years now, 12 years with my company, Intervention right. 180, and and it's that families find themselves on the spectrum of either enabler or amputator. Okay. So they're like, I'm going to go and do everything for you, right. or I'm going to cut you out right. surgically yeah. done. And which know? one, w- and, which one gets and, the, the best results would you say? And so what I find is that as I'm able to coach and help my guide, my families into recovery for themselves right. to get off the emotional right. roller coaster, right. it's not meant like when we set boundaries, boundaries are meant to keep our families safe, yep. sane, happy and healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it's not meant to be punitive. And a lot of times I think people will go, you cut them out, throw them out. And it becomes this punitive thing of like a right. war of us, us against them. Right. And in, and what I know is if you lose the opportunity for dialogue, you're not going to be able to get them back in. You know, yes. like pain, I, I do agree that pain is a great motivator, mm-hmm. but at the same time, um, these are sick people. Oh yeah. You know, they're sick and hurting right. and, and, and they're hurting. Um, and so, we have to have that engagement to be able to have an opportunity for that dialogue. Now it may mean, yes, we've got, you know, we need you to move out, but it's not because you're a piece of crap. Yeah. You know, we love you. Um, we love you, but for our disease. own, for our own. Yeah. yeah right. Because here, a classic example, you know, um, and, and you know, I was talking to someone, they were saying, what, what's one, been one of the best things that's furthered your career in terms of education, training, things like that. And I said, you know what? Uh, it was having children. Um, because prior to having kids, I was, uh, you know, kind of looking at families and going, gosh, they're enabling like in a, such a right. toxic way. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I had this and then, and then I had my own child <laughs> yeah. and realized, you know, I thought I knew what love was and then I had a child and yeah, now I can see why yeah. an, one would enable because yeah. of love. Right. Because of the love. It would love so deeply. But I had a conversation with this dad. This was probably, oh gosh, 14 years ago. It was when I, you know, was first starting and uh, first couple of years. And he was a dad that was in um, Pennsylvania and he was buying heroin because his friend had found his you know, he had gotten word back from his friend that had witnessed his daughter performing some sexual acts, yep. you know, while parked in a car, you know, on the street as he's coming to his house, you know, and the dad said, Tom, listen, my daughter's never going to have to do right. that. That's right. not, that's not going to happen. Right. And so he would give her the money for her heroin. And he knew that, that absolutely every week the money was going straight to heroin. Yep. And, um, and I had to ask him the question, where does that leave you mm-hmm. if, or when she overdoses on the heroin that you bought her? Yep. And he, that was the, that was the, the tipping point the where he said, I have to, there. yeah, I can't, yeah. I cannot give her the money. <laughs> yeah. I can't, I can't no, live but... with, you know? And, and so um, it's, it's identifying those things of what, What's going to Certainly. move you to a healthy place yeah. where you can sleep at night? Yeah, so right. the family, yeah. again, that oxygen, they're, yeah. they're taking care of themselves first. Oh, yeah. And then in a healthy yeah. way, be able to show up and mirror that, that love. That addict's, <clears throat> that addict's going to get that drugs no matter what. Right. No matter if it's right. going to be in the backseat of a car, right. if mom and dad are giving right. it to them. And like I just said before, there's a good chance they're going to overdose. Yeah. So right. however they do it, you know, you have to, and you, like you said, you have to take care of yourself. Right. Do you want to be guilty for giving them that money? Exactly. And, you know. It, 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 but but some people don't understand that. Some people don't get that that 
that um, right. that we're, we're hurting our kids right. because we. Here's the other reason why um, we've been taking, and you know this, you have kids now. Mm-hmm. We've been taking care of our kids all our lives, yeah. all their lives, and yeah. we want to protect them. So now something bad's happening to That's them, right. and we're telling you don't take care of them. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. Yeah, we think it's bullshit, right? But it's not. It, it's something extremely hard that we have to do, but right. it's something that's. Um, necessarily it has to be done yeah. um, because you know you, you know you, you again it's taking care of yourself taking right. care of number one putting it oxygen 100 100 yeah the other thing i wanted to, to have an opportunity to share with you guys is n- not only do we do interventions but we also do case management and monitoring and this is something that is such a huge piece i feel like it's the um it's the needed um piece to help with the chronic relapser, you know, the person that goes into treatment and then comes out and relapses and and things like that. And it helps. So we case manage um, the family system as a whole. So not just their loved one. Right. Mm -hmm. So they have their own coach and and, and, uh, recovery advocate and their loved one does too, too, excuse me. And we've partnered with an agency and I think you guys need to have Bev on here. I don't know if you have Bev Buncher. Are you familiar Mm -hmm. with her? No. She started the Balm Institute and it's, and she wrote the book, um, the balm and it stands for be a loving mirror. Okay, but it's really a, a guidebook for mm-hmm. families yep. as to how to stay in their lane in right. their own recovery and at the same time being the best opportunity for their loved one mm-hmm. to, right. to to achieve long term sobriety and right. recovery. So, Absolutely. and we know that recovery, certain types of recovery, is not for everybody. Right. You know, one hundred percent. An old school alcoholic who goes to meetings three times a week yep. and you know he's just. 90 and 90, you know, yeah. and you're going to do the steps and you're going right. to read. That might be great for him, but it may not be great for his son or daughter that's, that's 20 right. or 21 years yeah. old. That's right. So yeah. you can find your own recovery. But, you know, the most important thing is, and I'm so glad you come on the show today, is yeah. that there is help out there. There's, 100%. there's thousands of people that, Hell yeah. that yep. are willing to work yeah. hard and help you. And you know what? You're one of them. I mean, you flew out here to be with us the last couple of days, um, and um, we've had a lot of fun doing these podcasts and and get to know each other. But more importantly, what what a great connection to have somebody that I can pick up the phone and give you a call. And I appreciate it. um, I can't thank you enough for being on the show, Tom. Let's give out some phone numbers so we can contact you, Tom. Um, Well, first off, on the web, we're found at intervention180.org. That's O-R-G, intervention180.org. And we have a a nationwide 888-435-7960. And, and that's how you get a hold of Tom, Mike. And you you, want to you can call me out. at my office, uh, Therapy Services, 978-459-4884. And also Genesis House, 800-737-0933. Any of those three numbers will get you to any three of us. We're, right. we're all friends. We yep. all work together. Um, this is a, uh, you know, I hate to quote her, but it takes a village. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say her name, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does take a village, and and and, right. and especially with this disease. So, That's right. Yeah. It does take a village, and yeah. even if oh, evil witch doctor said that, <laughs> it does take a village. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Stay right. sober. Thanks, guys. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.